And welcome to Never Too Serious with Scott and Dave. I'm Scott. And I'm Dave. There's Dave. Uh, Dave, episode number three. Really excited. I know we're wearing the same clothes as episode two, but that's just the way it goes. Well, this, these things happen so fast. We're dedicated. We are dedicated. But thanks for joining us for episode number three. Uh, today, I, there's a couple of different topics that I wanted to cover. I don't know what's on your mind, but uh, we are in the the whole COVID thing right now. and Still, yes. And sometimes we have a little bit of free time. Sometimes. And so my question was, what kind of hobbies are you, have you been doing? And especially because we're in COVID and you're limited to, you know, you can't go out and shoot guns as often as you used to. Well, maybe you can. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, with COVID changing the way that we operate, do you have new hobbies that you do now that we're in COVID? Honestly, no. I haven't had time to pick up anything new. Hmm. Um, I will say... If if you want to call, you know, doing crafty things and making things to sell, you know, mm-hmm. um, but that's like more frequent a hobby. But but uh, but aren't you doing more of that now than you were? We were doing pre-COVID? a lot lot more now. Yeah, uh, that's you know because of COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, so no no real new hobbies. I think I think the only thing I've really done recently just because there's more sit on my butt time in in the house you know not going out to movies and stuff um is painting i kind of started doing some Mm -hmm. acrylic painting which i'm not good at i just do it well you used to do uh airbrush stuff what's the difference between uh producer ethan's making all kinds of noises well good thing he switched out chairs i'm gonna have to have to fire him. So, uh, but, so you were doing uh, airbrush stuff, right? So, what's the difference between that and acrylic? I don't, I don't know painting. Well, airbrush, airbrushes is, you could put actually the same kind of paint, but um, mm-hmm. into a brush that's that's air is pushed through, so you get all kinds of different sprays. But you have to put use a little gun, and that takes a lot of time to uh develop the techniques for Mm -hmm. but so does so does painting uh with brushes too which i don't have the time to really practice but Mm -hmm. i just like to paint a little bit because it relieves some stress yeah uh but but it would be really nice to learn all the strokes which i'm picking up little things as i go but i'm not really focusing but but it's a different different tools are being used oh, yes. but your artistic ability has it changed the way that you have to like layer things oh yeah for sure yeah um like airbrush i i, I really want to get more into that but there's a lot to know mm-hmm. um i mean there's some people that could do some lifelike things mm-hmm. but uh but for me, acrylic painting is a little easier for me to pick up. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it's a little bit more old-fashioned, so mm-hmm. it works for me. Yeah. But um, there's a lot of there's a lot of skills I, I have to develop to get any good at it. Yeah. But I would definitely lean towards appreciate doing that. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to see some of your stuff because I I haven't seen any of your acrylic stuff. It's. Um, <laughs> It's <laughs> nothing to be proud of. Is that what you're saying? Well, I'll tell you, if you use our facilities, if you see anything on the wall, that would might be me. <laughs> oh, is that right? Uh, that's a good, that's, that's a good canvas in there. I think. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's, it's always funny because you know, your artistic ability is way beyond so many other people and you're always so hard on yourself about it. Oh, this is, you know, that's, that's because there's so progress. many people that's way beyond me. Well, too. sure. Yeah. Once, once you start doing it and realize that there are a lot of really good people, then you start, you know, thinking you're not that great, but to most like, you know, lay people, you're pretty good. Well, I, I enjoy it. It's a good out for me. Mm-hmm. And I know that if I was to have all the time in the world to, go take some classes and mm-hmm. tweak, find some techniques. It'd be really, uh, I think I would be able to be, do some pretty amazing things, to be honest with you. But mm-hmm. but uh, I'm not quite there yet, and I don't have the time, but I do enjoy it once in a while, and it's only once in a while. Yeah. Is it like a stress reliever? Oh, my goodness. That's almost, honestly, that's almost the only reason why I pick it up anymore mm-hmm. is because I just need to sit down and, 
and just I don't know, put it down on paper or right. canvas, I guess. Yeah. Well, yeah, you you know my mom paints and does artistic stuff. She's been doing that for years. Uh, I know, I've, yes. I've got a, a painting, one of her early paintings uh, in my little workout space. And just because there's not other places to put it at this at this point. But um, but I, I was working out earlier today and, and saw it over there. And I realized, you know, how far she's come because, like, her more recent paintings – really fantastic especially i love her watercolor stuff i I don't get whole like how watercolor artists can do what they do with watercolors because i mean to me it's like being in kindergarten and you got you know color paint going everywhere it's like how do you make anything that looks like anything from it but i was just i was looking at it and it's one of my favorite paintings um like when i was a kid because it's it's like a a, it's like an old mill on the edge of a pond where uh, the water comes through the creek, goes over the little, you know, the paddle thing. The water wheel? Yeah, the water wheel. I didn't know what you were talking about. Yeah, and then it goes into there, and there's this little kid sitting on the side with a little dog, and he's fishing, I think. And and I think think she always, when I was a kid, she told me that was me, you know, fishing off the edge because, you know, I love fishing. But uh, I just thought, you know, it kind of made me think about, you know, hobbies and stuff that we've been doing, you know, to occupy our time or to, you know, free our mind a little bit. Um, so I, I think that, you know, every person needs a hobby, you get, get away from whatever the daily grind is. Um, you know, some of the things that I've been doing well, I used to brew beer a lot, yeah. right? Uh, moved into a new house and don't really have the space to do, um, the brewing stuff. I, I've got space to store it, but I don't really have a place to set it up. And brewing beer requires you to have, you know, somewhat of a setup because it takes so long to set up to brew any beer. It can be a full eight-hour day plus, you know, setup and takedown. Well, wait a minute, though. <laughs> uh huh. Your house is twice as big now. <laughs> yeah. As your last one, and you mm-hmm. did it at your last one. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. The difference is, I had what I called a man space at the last house. And now the man space is split into, no man space. I, it's not, it's not really specifically a man space where I can kind of do whatever manly stuff I want to do. Uh, now each of those spaces, like the role of an office is now, a, you know, it's a small bedroom that I've converted into the office. Right. So that's different. Uh, what I used to use as my, you know, beer fridge and whatever is now specifically a different part of the house. And then my workout space now specifically a different part of the house. So it's like what I had in one space that I could brew beer and set up for has been split into multiple places. And now I don't have Mm. one space for it. I'm sure most of our listeners would agree. (laughs) Give up your workout space. (laughs) And set up a beer space. Uh, you know what? I totally could do that. You sh- and then I could should. plumb it up to the bar. Wouldn't that be something? All right. Well, you're talking me into it. That's actually a fantastic idea. Yeah. I can get some really? bright, bright tanks in there. That's a great idea. Refrigerate them, carbonate them, send mm. it right up to the bar. You are a smart man, Dave. Well, what you do, get get you're looking good, but keep working out. Get <laughs> get above the peak you need to be, and then just ride it out. Uh, maybe I'll just convert all that stuff, and I'll just go running. That'll be my workout. I'll just go run. Yeah, yeah. So that doesn't require any space in the house, or you. Everybody's happy, <laughs> right? <laughs> well, so I I do miss brewing beer because that that was. You know, there's enough downtime in brewing beer where you can sit there and you can watch a movie between, you know, processes, right? right? And then, uh, uh, and then of course, brewing beer doesn't take very long once you've brewed beer to then consume the beer. Hmm. And you can't brew beer unless you're drinking one of your brews. Now, that might be a chicken or the egg sort of scenario, but someone else has got beer that they can loan you while you brew your own. Well, you know, you have lunches at home now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it's it's like a sandwich in a can, right? <laughs> it's perfect. But yeah. I, I don't get to do that very much anymore. No. So I did start uh, rolling cigars, as yeah. you know. So yeah. I've, I've really enjoyed rolling cigars now. I, You know, anytime you dive into a new hobby, you kind of dive in, right? You learn more about it. I'm sure you did that with painting and figuring out, especially like your airbrush stuff where it's like, 
there's tools and technologies that you have to have in order oh, to then do it. I was hoping I could just dive in. Nope. No, it's a bit more complicated. I could have yeah. some fun, but I can't do what I want to do. Yeah. Anymore. Yeah. Well, I, I, for me, rolling cigars is it, it slows you down. It requires you to do a little bit more paying attention to what's going on in front of you, gets you away from thinking about all the hey, other stuff. I'm impressed. Not even just how they taste, but I, they look good. I mean, I'm not even, you know, I don't know that much about cigars, but how they look, they look pretty, they look pretty good. To me and yeah. Smoke well, really well. Just like you said about painting, there's so many more better painters, right? And that's the way I feel about cigar rolling because, you know, I, I try and save the best ones to give to people who can appreciate cigars. Um, but I have a lot of factory rejects. Yeah. Uh, so but I, you know what? I enjoy smoking the uh, <laughs> the factory rejects. It's just I've fine. Got, I've got a couple paintings out there that I'm like, oh, yeah, those aren't yeah. going to be good. Yeah, those I mean, aren't going to go someplace. But here. but, yeah. you know, luckily for me, like my old paintings, it it doesn't really matter because my point was that I could sit there and slap something around mm-hmm. on a canvas. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's neat if something comes out that looks kind of neat, but that's honestly, that's not the main goal. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, uh, it's, I mean, it, like your mom, I mean, she's, I mean, I, I don't, she could probably do better sleepwalking than I could do in my best day. Mm-hmm. I mean, she, she's really good at, I mean, and of course, even with her and there's, people way above yeah, her right. and there's so many levels and right. she's amazing i think she's like what you said i watched her from back when she did the pictures of she says the kids but yeah. you, you and your brothers mm-hmm. and those are cute but i mean the technique from there to now mm-hmm. right you know, it's it's amazing yeah i remember she used to she used to paint a lot of uh flowers she was really into flowers. She'd go out and take, you know, photographs and then try and reproduce that on a on a canvas. And uh and they didn't necessarily look super realistic. They looked really cool. Um but it wasn't like you know, your brain doesn't see a flower and then a human the same way, right? right you can right. tell if you're trying to replicate something that's a living like you know, human or an animal something goes on in your brain about pattern recognition of flower right. things kind of blend in with flowers so you can kind of get away with not as much detail maybe but I, I agree she's she's gotten so much better and she has taken a lot of different classes yep. she's done a, yep. a lot of sure effort to get better mm-hmm. like I'm I'm not even I'm not even at her worst yeah you know her beginnings yeah. you know <laughs> yeah yeah so, but yeah. And she also has an has it just has a knack for it but like her, like with all the flowers, like she does like the paintings that are similar to Thomas Kincaid's. Yeah, you know? right. Mm-hmm. And she has the techniques to go, whoop, whoop, mm-hmm. whoop. oh, it makes it look yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe you could at least work towards being like a Bob Ross, you know? He's he's been dead for a while, but he's, he's got to come back right now. Oh. Like, yeah, I know. <laughs> you look at like YouTube videos of him, he's got. Like millions of views, know. you know, when, good when old the, Bob Ross. One of these guys I listen to, <laughs> he's got a podcast. He's like Anomaly or something, and mm-hmm. and he, he's a rapper. Mm-hmm. He's a cool guy. I like him a lot. He's a white dude, but mm-hmm. he's a rapper, but mm-hmm. he's got a song <laughs> called Bob Ross. Oh, really? Yeah. In fact, that might even be his intro to his show, but, um, <laughs> but you know, what's funny is, is I do believe they know who he is, but... My daughter, she's 12, her friend comes over here and she says Bob Ross all the time. Really? And I don't, it's like, I don't get it. So there must but, be some sort of like... You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, Bob Ross. Yeah. There's some... I don't know what it means. Yeah, some weird new cultural fad, thing. Yeah. Fad words. Yeah, yeah, right. But she won't stop. Mm-hmm. It's she's like it's a, it's a habit now. It's like all those text message and emoji things. I don't know what any of that stuff means. Well, she's hipper than I am. I'll say that. Yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, um, what kind of other stuff like pre-COVID? What kind of stuff did you do that was kind of, you know, where you didn't have the restrictions of COVID and you can free to go do stuff? I know you enjoyed going and shooting stuff. I did. I I haven't had any issue. Well, no excuse. 
I haven't gotten to go shooting in a long time. I so even pre-COVID, I was disappointed in in not getting to go out and go shooting. Mm-hmm. And um, but recently, I get to I've made up a little uh, shooting range out back mm-hmm. to where I get to shoot every now and again. So it's really nice. I could go relieve a little stress that way as well. So the only problem is with COVID, I do that less. So it does affect my, yes, I have the shooting range, but I really do not want to shoot any ammo whatsoever. Not yeah. around. Yeah, you don't want to waste it. Yeah, and yeah. I'm not saying it was bad. I'm saying it was hard to do. Mm-hmm. We went up, when it went out shooting um, on Friday, Dad, my father-in-law came in and, and he brought some guns he wanted to shoot. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I said, well, Got a couple of fun stuff to shoot. I, I thought I'd take him out since he's never shot anything with a suppressor. So I thought I'd take him out. Oh, fun. And and that's okay because I only brought out like 10 rounds. But guess what? That's like 20 bucks. <laughs> oh, man. So Oh, that would but, kill me having to think about the cost. But what's worse than, than the 20 bucks is if you can't even find it. So it's how oh, much now. Yeah. So so that's fine. We got through that. I Excuse me. I'm sorry. I got through that, <laughs> but I enjoyed it. Don't get me wrong. I enjoyed it. It's just still, I can't help it. I can't get it out of my mind. So we had her nephew wanted, um, my sister's nephew wanted to come over and hang out with us and, and shoot some too. Mm-hmm. And so it was really hard to go and go out shoot. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was really hard for me that day. Yeah. I, I mean, I totally enjoyed myself. But I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to use it up. I mm-hmm. didn't. I didn't say waste it because it wasn't a waste. Yeah. We enjoyed our time. Right. It's just. I am so much of a cheapskate that it would be hard for me to go out and and shoot knowing how much the cost is. I I remember a long time ago when you and I used to actually get out and yeah. go out and and do some shooting. And Those were great. Yeah, blow up some stuff. It was it was a lot of fun. Um. You know, I, I think I'd like donate some funds to the cause, but you know, that felt like it was totally worth it. Now I can totally see because the value of ammo now is just ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, that, I don't know if I could, I don't think I could make that as a hobby right now, considering where everything is. Well, the only, and what I have put aside is, you know, with my wife and my mom and my daughter were I'm having them go through our little class so we go through some drills to help them Mm -hmm. you know uh, aim and you know how to operate their firearm best or better Mm -hmm. and um, but we don't we don't I don't have them load up a whole mag Mm -hmm. I say put three rounds in and they have a lot of steps to go through get to shoot three rounds do some other steps Mm -hmm. And so I'm trying to keep it minimal because we really can't, I mean, right now to, to bookmark it, mm-hmm. it was what, $800 for a thousand rounds of nine millimeter. Mm-hmm. And that was, and that was the cheapest I found. Jeez. Where the most I've seen was $1,200 mm-hmm. for 900 do you, round, do you think? Millimeter. Do you think it's a, a political thing, or do you think that it, because COVID has restricted um, the manufacturing process, what's what's the cause of, of the prices right now? Um, I believe it's a COVID thing as well as a political thing. Mm-hmm. I think that there is a an issue. I will say this even before COVID, but... Um, you know, we we were buying up, you know, guns and ammo. But, you know, due to the new administration that could be coming in, who wants to take everything away, mm-hmm. uh, all your guns and ammo and rights to them, um, a lot of people run out and buy them up. Mm-hmm. But due in COVID, they have been off the walls. Everybody's been panicking and concerned about, mm-hmm. about them the government uh, using COVID as a, an ability to take away our liberties. So, yeah. and true or not, well, it certainly feels like it. So, yeah. um, but you know what? You've seen that a lot before, though. True or not, 
this sort of changeover in administration. I remember in in the years when Obama was was in office, and we'd have all these different scares of of gun rights being taken away, yep. and then there's this big old demand oh, for Obama is king <laughs> king in selling firearms. In yeah, America. right. No king. kidding. Nobody's no ever sold kidding. guns like Obama. Yeah, yeah. So um, I mean, we and may to be clear seeing... to every country too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Fast and <laughs> Other, furious. Just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's yeah, it's it's yeah. that would be probably an entire episode we could talk about gun stuff. Um, I, I'm not, I don't know a whole lot about guns. I know enough um, to have a conversation, but well, I, I think it's like the laws and the influences that 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 take place on the marketplace, um, very very interesting. It's it's well, it's disturbing. Nothing should have that much control over the market. Um, I agree. You know. I I agree and but you know I will have to say I have to say it even though it's not well who cares um <laughs> I, I believe my stance on guns is I think everybody and I don't care if you're left or right I want I want everybody to own one yeah I really do I always Everybody's thought that was an interesting sorry to interrupt I, I think it's an interesting thing because I know a lot of people who are are pretty far left still find real value in owning a firearm. I know. And and if they only could understand though, even more so, or if they do understand it as much as I understand mm-hmm. it, they need to vote it. I yeah. mean, I, I don't know what else to say because it's, there's, I hate to say it, but it's, it's the most important hate to say but i feel Mm -hmm. it could be the most important amendment Mm -hmm. i mean one is fantastic but how are you going to keep it Mm -hmm. well wasn't it wasn't it interesting when when all the uh you know the riots were going on and they were talking about you know defunding the police and and removing police from from the area and uh and then there was so much violence that people (laughs) had their own guns (laughs) to protect themselves and these are the people you know these are the the left-leaning folks that right they want to make more restrictions but you got to believe that they at that moment realized how important it is to have the have that right and i really wish everybody would would if especially the left you know because they're for everybody else mm-hmm. would want that for everybody yeah well and, i mean <laughs> don't get me wrong i don't want a friend of mine to have a gun that might want one. There's people out there that really, really shouldn't have Mm -hmm, one, mm -hmm. even though they want one. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But, but uh, I really do believe that anybody that wants one should have one. But I do feel that everybody should have one. (laughs) Well, yeah, but you, you also do some level of instruction for safety. So you probably have a good idea of, of what, (laughs) Of what would be appropriate for people who just want one, and you know, people that shouldn't. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know how you legislate all that, but um, I'm sure that there are ways of of keeping people safe, but not removing the yeah. rights. And I mean, Oregon is really bad. California is way worse, way worse. And and with all of the stuff that that's been going on uh, with the new laws and the mass exodus, that's you know, it's from California moving to a place like Texas where, you know, gun rights are a big deal. Uh, it makes me wonder how that's going to end up, uh, you know, working out. So, but you know what? For California thugs, gun rights is a big deal, too. They don't want them to have gun rights. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it'll, it'll really ruin their deal <laughs> if everybody started packing heat. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no kidding, huh? <laughs> well, uh, I want to move on to another topic here uh, because so I don't know much about social media. Okay, I know a little bit, and I've seen a few different things like the um, you know Facebooks and the Twitters and Google, YouTube. All of these folks are like censoring. Right. Free um, speech, right. mostly on a certain side. Right. But um, I'm now seeing these other uh, social media outlets or 
you know, sites starting to come up a little bit. And, and I saw one today called, um, I think it's called Parlor, correct? With yeah. an ER on the end. And uh, I, I don't know much about it, but I, I, my personal feelings about social media is that I don't like it. Yeah. For a few different reasons. Just kind of want to get your thoughts on what how you feel about it. Well, it's hard for me anyways. I feel older, I guess, than I am. But when it comes to technology, it took several years for me to even get on Facebook, you know, and people asking me to, and I finally did, but I'm not on anything else. So I don't have a whole lot to compare to, but I do know Facebook, even some of the things that I had, I, I, po I post hardly anything. I mm -hmm. might comment on other people's things and, and like things, but, um, the few couple things that I have posted have been fact checked and, and I'm like, mm -hmm. Are you kidding me? I mean, it. Anyways, and and how about this? I don't even feel like it should be fact checked, regardless. Mm -hmm. If I want to go out there and say some BS, I should be able to say some mm -hmm. BS. I mean, everybody right. else gets to it seems. Yeah. But but um, now with Parlor, I I actually have been on Parlor a little bit, mm -hmm. and um, I'm still not fluid with it. I don't know what all the buttons are mm -hmm. and things. It's a little different. Mm -hmm. But you know at least there it seems that you know i'm not going to have that have that issue you know i'm going to post what i want if you will yeah well they said no that backlash. it's yeah they said that it's a, a much more free speech oriented platform right and which is why it kind of got me interested in in uh you know looking into it i haven't created an account for it heck maybe we'll do one for the show huh that'd be great so maybe we'll maybe look for us on Parlor. <laughs> yeah, that'd be, uh, that'd so, be super. But you know, for me, social media is something that drives me crazy. In that it ch has changed. Uh, I think that it's impacted uh, human behavior. Okay, so the way I look at, at social media is that uh, whenever you post on social media, you've got some sort of set of followers, right? You're blasting it to either those followers or you're blasting it to those followers and the rest of the world, right? And so you've got this platform that I imagine being in like a stadium, right? With a microphone and a podium and you walk up to the podium and you just belt out whatever it is on your mind, whatever picture or video that you want to post, you're doing it in front of all of those people, right? And if I were to do that in person, get up on the podium and go up to the mic, I probably wouldn't say a whole lot. Right. Well, sure. But now with like social media, people don't view it as this big podium with a big broadcasting, mm -hmm. you know, microphone. They look at it as they're sitting in their room or they're, you know, in their private, you know, bathroom doing social media. Right. And it's like this confined space that it's not like a big deal. But then when they post it, it is like being. Well, now the quieter outspoken. Mm -hmm. The people that would never say anything right. or have the biggest voices. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's so true. I mean, they didn't come up with, I mean, they came up with basement dwellers, you know, mm -hmm. relatively recently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, here's the other thing that I thought I think is interesting about social media. And, and that is there's a following for everything. Right. I mean, we have at least one follower on the show. Yep. Right. That's yes. At yes, least we do. One. Well, maybe we'll get and hats off to our follower. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, follower. Um, but I think that it's important that you know, as as we utilize social media, that it be done in a way that it allows us to do the free speech, right? Um, and we, I mean, obviously, there should be a limit that an individual should have in feeling like they can say anything because there is some level of potential backlash. The problem is, is that I think in social media, people are way too sensitive to some well, of that backlash, right? And yeah, and, and one of the biggest problems with that is, is, is the people that wouldn't even wanna watch our show mm -hmm. or the shows that they have a problem with are the ones creating the backlash mm -hmm. because I they see. don't look at it as, as, as a vending machine. When we go to a vending machine, we wanna see you know, as many options as possible. So we were like, we want to zip through all this stuff and know what I mean, zip, but they don't zip. They're looking to find something to, 
fulfill their their desire to get somebody on. Well, it seems like the they want to order something up that they don't want just so they can complain about sure, it. Sure, there you go. Yeah, right? um, I know that a lot of uh, a lot of teenagers have all of these uh, these psychological issues where they're sensitive about you know people not liking them or they they get you know you know bullied. Uh, online and then they don't have the skills to then combat it right to get over it right some of the the folks that i've talked to that you know they basically say because i i also post other stuff on youtube um they say just don't read the comments that are negative you know if you if you spend too much time on the negative comments then you start taking it way too personally and then you stop feeling the creative juices to post more right unless you want to you know just push other people's buttons, well, which I'm not. You know, the thing is, is that's a skill to not do that. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I've done some, I've done, <laughs> I've done something mess kind of recently. <laughs> Are you trolling? Is that what you're that, doing? That uh, that was a little bit rude. I'll say rude. Um, <laughs> and so, how about this? I know there's something on my Facebook that people are saying. What kind of asshole are you <laughs> to say that? Burp, burp, burp. Uh-huh. And so guess what? I am very good at, it's been days. I haven't even looked. Yeah. So guess what? Yeah. So it doesn't guess matter. It just never happened. Yeah. I know it sounds dumb, but it doesn't. What do I care? <laughs> the only time I care is if, if it's like, I'm like, uh-oh. Mm-hmm. They're here. Yeah, they're here <laughs> to collect you. <laughs> no, but, you know. Well, there. So a while back, um, uh, I was posting stuff on my uh, my coaching channel, and uh, I was, you know, passionate about track and field. I love the javelin. Um, I I've I've learned different things from different coaches, from working with you know thousands of different athletes, and trying to figure out how best to communicate what I believe is is good form, right? So I post these videos on on YouTube, and I get one of these coaches that I used to have a lot of respect for. And he just started trashing me on in the comment area. And I started getting really offended. Like, how can you, I mean, this is sort of, it's not my livelihood, right? Mm. But it, it's something that I'm passionate about, that I care about, that I make money on the site doing. And he ripped into me so bad and did it in a public forum. And then basically said, and I can't believe that, I don't remember his exact words. He says, I can't believe people pay you professionally to coach. I mean, it was something along those lines. And I was just like, I I felt horrible about it. I ended up sending him an email. I didn't, I didn't post comments back to him because I didn't want in a public space for him to become, I didn't want him to have any backlash. Right. Right. And so I, I sent him an email um, privately and, and, you know, kind of laid into him a little bit, but uh, which, of course, since then, the, the, there is no <laughs> relationship. Uh, I'm sure he remembers who I am, but we haven't talked in oh 10 gosh. plus years. Well, but the thing is, is that I was so offended and concerned about it, then I became hypersensitive to seeing any negative comments or someone giving me a thumbs down on, on a video that I thought, that's a pretty good video. And then other people are like, hey, you suck. Or <laughs> it was like... I had to figure out how to develop some sort of like thick skin and who knows, you know, maybe our podcast people are going to be complaining about because we talk a little bit more right leaning and, uh, and people hate that. But I, you know, develop the thick skin, I guess. Well, it's hard to, it's hard to please everybody. That is for sure. And uh, nor do I try, Mm -hmm. but (laughs) I, I do believe that, you know, we should be able to, you know, sit at a dinner table and there's so many more things in life to talk about. Mm-hmm. And uh, we should be able, but that's just me. Yeah. I don't feel like that's everybody. Well, yeah, it certainly isn't. I, I, I get I get in trouble at different times speaking out about my own opinion, you know, but, um, but I think with, with social media, there's just a different... Um, a different mentality when you're not physically there in front of someone else saying stuff, because you got to believe oh that uh, we'd have a lot more flat, f- fat lips out there. If, if people oh. said the things that they said 
it to someone else's face. Exactly. Right. But that's that's the only reason why they're being said. And and it's so easy to be on it. Mm -hmm. I mean, well, you got to believe that our framers uh, did not anticipate social media. Right. Right. You think about free speech and free speech, I think, originally was not just, you know, conversation in the, the local pub, but it was it was in, in news. Right. It was in newspapers and and, you know, other things that, you know, people would say out in the middle of the street on their soapbox. You yeah. know, uh, back when they had soapboxes. But, you know, today, social media. Holy cow. That is a completely different soapbox to be on. I, I feel that it's it's main purpose is these days is to uh persuade or di- dictate or mm-hmm. or manipulate you to think one way or another or at least side with the people that are one way or the other mm-hmm. and um um it's just unfortunate that it can't be just an open platform mm-hmm. i mean to get the benefits of it as it is well i i do wish that people would spend a little bit more time when they do read something before they just blast it out to the next group of followers that, that actually spend some time looking into whether it's truthful or not, you know, because if you think about, you know, I'm, I'm on Twitter a little bit, I don't post, but you know, every few months if, if that, um, and it's always track stuff. Right. But I still follow other people who have, you know, political perspectives, but it's amazing how many things, someone will retweet right or a group of people will retweet and then the person who had the original tweet will realize or get called out for it not being truthful and then so they'll recant it or they'll clarify it and then that one gets like a sixth of the of the retweets that the original tweet had and so and that goes on forever right people then only see the original one, which was not truthful. And so then people formulate their opinions on it. It's like, it, it's a good way, especially if you're one of those influencers to like kind of negatively influence people into believing something. Cause you don't, you know, the truth or the second tweet that would, would change their mind doesn't get any traction. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I, I don't, I don't know. I think those are, are, you know, some of the dangerous parts of, of social media. And then the other stuff, you know, the uh, foreign entities that might come in and buy advertising space on Facebook or, you know, Google or something. But yeah, I, I just, the, like, I won't have, my daughter's not on on any Mm -hmm. social media and there's just so much, I don't know, persuasion, mm-hmm. not even just in the advertisements, but mm-hmm. in how people have to act and how they are and how they treat everybody. Mm-hmm. It literally has changed who people are. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can I mean, I mean, if you can't walk or do anything without it, I mean, it's changed who you are. And, mm-hmm. and I see everybody <laughs> walking down the street. Right. <laughs> I mean, everybody has one. Right. Going or doing actively. Mm-hmm. I mean, I try, I ha- but I'll be honest with you, I have to do it on purpose. I have my rituals to make sure I don't touch it when I'm driving and mm-hmm. stuff. And, mm. but I make it's sure good. that it's, yeah. I have to do that. If not, I'll be, I, I probably will be. You mean flipping through it every once it. in a while. Yeah. yeah but have, have you seen the, uh, the Netflix, uh, the social dilemma? Uh-uh. Well, you're going to have to add that to your watch list. It's, it's a bit disturbing. Uh, I, it's been a little while since I've I've watched it, but from what I understand, well, from what I can recall, uh, is that is that the social media advertising, the the algorithms that they've programmed, um, really, they manipulate you, right? They're designed to get your eyeballs on whatever it is that they're trying to push at you, and uh, it's it's quite disturbing. You, you'll have to watch it. it hmm. It's kind of eye-opening on how much influence really there is through these different um, software companies, how much power they have over you because they know human psychology and the algorithms are designed to take 
those little things of attention from you right. and put it back onto yep. uh, the device or, or whatever it is. It's uh, pretty interesting. You have to you have to watch it. Um, yeah, I, I I'll definitely check that out. But yeah, that stuff's kind of you know maybe maybe just because I'm I don't understand the technology and stuff. It's mm-hmm. a little spooky for me. Mm-hmm. Just maybe if I did understand it, it'd be spooky. Well, if if you're <laughs> at all concerned about Big Brother. Um, then this will be something you find interesting and quite disturbing. Well, I don't like any of that. <laughs> I know, I know, but um, yeah, I, I I find it interesting because I you know I work with teenagers and you know I've got one and uh, oh, no. I know, I know, can't believe I'm that old. But yeah. uh, she's all right. She's she's a, she's a good <laughs> she's kid. All right. But um, it, to me, the the psychological aspect of it and having kids actually not be able to handle themselves, um, they have to. Everything has to be a safe space, and everyone has to be super concerned about, you know, you know, someone else's feelings. Oh, but then they aren't, and now you have to figure out how to to deal with it. And you know, the suicide rates. I mean, COVID has increased those, but suicide rates among teenagers are really bad. You know, the the folks that especially I feel bad about like the uh, the transgender movement that's going on right now because those are folks that have real mental struggles and they have no method of dealing with it they have to have a lot of people enabling yeah enabling yeah exactly it's like you know it's like having your kid get bullied at school and 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 not having any tools available for that kid to then deal with it themselves it's like someone else has to now deal with it it's like if you keep having other people deal with it then that that child never learns how to deal with themselves the rest of their life and life can be tough Uh, you're going to run into different situations and and if you can't stand up and and manage it yourself sorry but there's not going to be anyone else who can well i will tell you that uh i'm not saying i i am agreeing with everything but Growing up, my sister and I, we, we had uh, uh, some rough times. And and I would not say, man, I wish we never had that, a lot of it, yeah. But mm-hmm. I will say that, you know, I'm glad that I had to go through some of that. I, I, I won't, would never say it when I was there going through it, I understand. But mm-hmm. it, it definitely helps me deal with a lot of other things and other issues and how to react uh, and and it, it's invaluable mm-hmm. and i'm not saying that that you hope that your kids go through some hell but you definitely need to have them build on something mm-hmm. well and there's nothing for them to really build on it seems well and and social media is is one of those things that it's so like you can't really you can't really touch it right like if you're at the school that you're going you know, you've got your classmates that you see every day and they're posting stuff on social media that's damaging to you. Well, there's something you can do about it because they're there. You can, you physically can see them. You know, there are things that you can do. But when that sort of behavior comes from someone way out on, you know, some other country or some other state or whatever, there's not much they can do about it. And so they have to develop some sort of strategy to be able to deal with it for themselves you know my my <laughs> my philosophy is that you can't make anyone else do anything you can only you can only change yourself you can only change your response to the things that are going on around you and i think right now our kids are not getting the you know the the training or the proper tools or the um, you know the support from the parents to teach them how to handle that to to be able to take what's coming in right. and either filter it or deal with it or or whatever uh, appropriately so that it doesn't harm them the rest of their lives, right. you know. Right, and and it's crucial. I I definitely uh, I definitely fear for my daughter not getting to get back into school and getting back into social to get into mm-hmm. I know it sounds dumb but the drama that teenage life brings mm-hmm. so she could learn how to yeah. deal with with things and and isn't it funny though that we kind of go back to that and we go gosh we we kind of want our kids to have that 
that stupid teenage experience. Right. Right. Because you do learn from it. You do. And I, I really hate, I, I don't want our kids to be accustomed to this mm-hmm. life to where when it's time to go do something, it's like, oh, I mean, it was already <laughs> easy. Mm-hmm. I mean, life could, <laughs> at least compared to my life was. Yeah. And I'm sure that my parents' life, I, my life was amazingly easy that mm-hmm. them looking at mine, but mm-hmm. oh man, yeah. I didn't think it would get easier. And just waking up and just turning on your, I mean, there's some negatives about it, but come on. I mean. It's funny how the that, that sort of, benchmark changes right you know where your tolerance for pain is 10 here yeah right and your parents tolerance for pain for pain actually was much (laughs) higher uh they the scale shifts so that 10 is always the most of whatever it is you're at right (laughs) yeah well i i think it's it's one of those things right now that is terribly important uh in in getting your kids some strategy to deal with um criticism and uh, i think the kids that, that survive it here will be able to then pass that down to their next their next yeah. generation. I, I think the kids that are getting coddled and enabled here mm-hmm. are gonna generate that next generation mm-hmm. um, that require even more coddling and more I think you know, you know I think I think I want to start smacking my kid around a little bit. <laughs> and since I can't get too much trouble, maybe introduce her to <laughs> A little bit of math, <laughs> right? I mean, give yeah. her experience. Let's change the scale. And... Let's let's make sure ten is really a ten. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta give her some life experiences. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let me show you what alcohol is about. <laughs> well, it is interesting though to to, to uh, talk to other parents, and you know, you and I grew up in in not exactly the same environments, but you know, we knew each other well enough um, growing up, and we spent enough time interacting and seeing each other and how they, how we grew up to, to know. But, um, <laughs> to me, the, the life experiences that we had back then and the, 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 the lessons that we learned all the way up to this point, I guess I'd probably want to change some of the things that happened. But to be honest, I think that I'm a better person because of them. Right. I mean, I, although I, I got to admit after you know a few different girlfriends growing up and me wanting to be a people pleaser uh most of my life uh, in some cases i'm a bit more of a jerk now i oh. have a lot less patience oh, for a lot of this I stuff completely yeah. agree you are <laughs> yeah thanks Dave. No. you know what's crazy is is i'm way less of a jerk than i well i kind of like been a roller coaster there there was a time in my life where i was you know, yeah. bring it on. Maybe kind your of fuse a was a little bit shorter there back you in the go. day. But, <laughs> yeah. but, uh, but, oh man. You have definitely, definitely mellowed. Kind of, but I think you, you look at it maybe a little bit different now where you don't want to have to deal with maybe the negative consequences. You know, like you're mellow because you know that, you know, pulling that guy over who cut you off is probably going to result in something you don't want to deal with right Scott, now. That, is, that has got to be the. <laughs> Yeah, but that's there's still there's that's because I'm wiser. That, because that's I, what we're gonna call it. It's because I'm wiser, and I know that that is the reason. Mm-hmm. Because that is exactly it. Mm-hmm. If I wasn't gonna get in trouble, <laughs> oh boy, would we have some stories. Yeah. But right. but how about this? When I was, I don't know, in my twenties, I could have got in trouble then too. But I didn't give. A, I yeah. didn't care. Oh, I didn't have a great wife and an awesome kid that I would. Mm-hmm in fear of losing but, yeah right you didn't but have the thing still to lose. oh my gosh i still knew about consequences my parents taught me what consequences were all the time so i knew i just yeah. would lose my but you shit. know it, different consequences though i mean like the, it would be greater consequences now yeah oh my gosh. well because there's things that you really care about now right I mean, oh. back in the day it was yeah. kind of superficial yeah sure i cared about getting dessert or you know being stuck in my room or losing video games but, like a smoke set <laughs> but, there was seven cigarettes left yeah but i yeah. mean now yeah obviously you know we, we've got decent paying jobs we got you know great families we don't want to lose those things so yeah yeah we think about things a little bit differently so those rat bastards have the right away 
Yeah. How about this? Those yeah. bad. How about, <laughs> those bastards should be thankful that I got shit to be concerned about. <laughs> yeah, because it'd be a different day for all of them. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe there's some bumper stickers that could communicate that. Uh, maybe that loudspeaker. I was gonna say. I, ju- <laughs> I was just gonna say. I definitely need to find another PA. Maybe get to another speaker because mm-hmm. I don't think it's loud enough. You got to. You got to point them in different directions. I sure do agree do. with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, ultimately, I think that we are better people now than no. than we were before. For um, sure. But I I think with the uh, the next generations, we got to make sure that we're we're good parents and we bring those kids up to to handle these things and and you know learn from their mistakes. Yeah. You know? I just so. got to make sure that that we're not we're not making it so easy on them. Yeah, I, I know. Mean, Sometimes you gotta insert a little bit of challenge. Yeah, right. Even if it's not like real and it doesn't really matter, just make them squirm a little bit, make them uncomfortable, make them you know tripping when she comes out of the bathroom. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, attack dog. You know, once in a while <laughs> as they come out. Yeah. No, I, I do worry about yeah. about the ease of life that they have mm-hmm. and and. Well, hopefully this this next generation of uh um of social media platforms will you know it'll allow us to have the free speech, you know, maybe we'll have some people stepping up and actually you know doing the right thing and not silencing people because of their uh political stances, but um I don't both know. Both sides both sides. This is an amazing thing to have to be able to mm-hmm. speak freely. Yeah. I wish they would believe because I don't know what would create them to be the way they are, but believe that there's places out there that you cannot say mm-hmm. what you and I are saying today. Right. Yep. And and I don't care what side of the aisle you're on, you've got to want that. Yeah, totally be able to want to hold that close. Totally agree. All right, Dave. Well, uh, let's wrap things up. What do you say? Sounds like sound good. Yeah. Okay. Um, I I don't know. Uh, I don't know. We've got some funny quotes, and I don't want to put you on the spot and just make something up. (laughs) (laughs) But we do love uh, Dr. Seuss, right? I think we pretty much grew up on Dr. Seuss, and I know my kids have enjoyed Dr. Seuss. But Dr. Seuss was actually a very smart guy. Yeah. So we are going to end the show, and don't cry because it's over. Smile because it happened. And that's about all I got. Well, that's great. (laughs) All right. Thanks for watching. Again, uh, you know, let folks know about us. Spread the word. Um, If if you'd like a little bit more information, find us online at nevertoserious.com. And for now, we'll let you go. Have a good night. Take care.